Welcome to The Short Score, your weekly update of rope and news from around the industry, where you can find the latest on the sport from the pro rodeo ranks to the jackpot world. I'm Taylor Vollen, and I'm your host. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Short Score. It's your host, Taylor Vollen. It's October 3rd, which means the 2023 pro rodeo season is officially in the books. And wow, what a weekend to close it out with. We ended the year with the Cinch Playoffs Governor's Cup in Sioux Falls, which was a huge one because of the money up for grabs. I know I probably sound like a broken record, but seriously, it determined the field for the NFR in the end. If you're curious, we have already posted our top 15 list of who we believe, based on our calculations, qualified to the 2023 NFR. I'm not going to really go over it today on the episode, but I do want to go ahead and clarify now. Our list is, of course, unofficial. It's strictly based on our own figurings for earnings and standings. That's also not to say, though, that we don't have confidence in what we put out there. We make every effort to vet the standings, compare notes on rodeo counts, and cross-reference probabilities to get the standings right and to keep y'all engaged and informed. We take our job very seriously, in other words. But, of course, we cannot guarantee that things do don't change as ProCom updates information on rodeo counts and payouts. So with that being said, we'll be keeping y'all updated in the next few weeks or days on that top 15 list once it is finalized. So let's talk about what happened in South Dakota, shall we? As you guys already know, 12 teams competed for a grand prize of $25,000 a man. The teams that qualified, in case you didn't know, in order of how they roped in the first round, Thursday, September 28th, Brenton Hall and Peyton Bray, Nelson Wyatt and Ross Ashford, Marcus Terrio and Cole Curry, Coleman Proctor and Logan Medlin, Clint Summers and Jake Long, Coy Rallman and Jonathan Torres, Derek Begay and Coulter Todd, Caleb Driggers and Junior Nagara, Luke Brown and Hunter Cook, Clay Smith and Colby Payne, Tanner Tomlinson and Patrick Smith, and Tyler Wade and Wesley Thorpe. Right off the bat with round one, things got interesting. Clay Smith and Colby Payne were on the bubble coming into Sioux Falls. Clay at number 14 with $90,598.76 and Colby at number 17 with $85,663.46. Just a little under $3,000 behind the top 15. Meaning that they needed to capitalize. And that is just what they did in round one. They were 3.6 seconds to win the first round and both take home $10,000. Brenton Hall and Peyton Bray were second in the round with a 3-9. Really impressive, too, because they were the first team out, and they both pocketed $7,500 for the run. T-Wade and Thorpe and Begay and Todd showed up, and they also got in the money. Tyler and Wesley ended up third in the round with a four flat for $5,000 a man, leaving them both at number three and two in the world standings. They didn't shift at all after that first round. Derek Begay and Coulter Todd took home $2,500 a man for fourth in the round after their 4.1 second run. They also remained the same in the world standings after that. These two teams have really shown in the last half of the year or so that they're not just here to make the finals. They're here to be in contention for world titles. Round two was a little bit of a different story. With the new pin of steers and a few plot twists, everyone was still on their toes, though. Coleman Proctor and Logan Medlin were 4.6 to win the round and the $10,000. With a 9.2 on two head, they also advanced to the eight-man round on Saturday. Begay and Todd were once again in the money, this time in second with a 4.7. 
They also went to the lead in the average with that run with an 8.8 on two steers also to advance to the eight-man round. You could tell Marcus Terrio and Cole Curry wanted to make their first ever NFRs this weekend. They split third and fourth in the second round with a 5.3 businessman type of run. They were 9.6 to move on to the eight-man round. Coy Rallman and Jonathan Torres split the round with Terrio and Curry, all four men taking home $3,750. Unfortunately, Rallman and Torres were 5-3 on one steer, and that did not advance them on to Saturday. As we all know, Coy and Jonathan have been on the bubble the last couple of weeks, and even with the $3,750, Rallman unfortunately was out of the NFR race because he wasn't able to advance. Now for some more of the plot twist from round two. Clint Summers and Jake Long roped a leg, but they had their first one down clean at 4.8 seconds, so they were able to still advance to the eight-man round. T-Wade and Thorpe were also able to advance, but not without a barrier in round two. Smith and Payne shocked us all when Payne came up short on the heel side, and they shocked us again when their 3.6 from the first round was still able to move them on since not enough teams caught two steers. Hall and Bray were in a similar boat. They were unable to connect in the second round, but they still advanced because of their 3.9 from round one. So your eight teams that advanced on were Begay and Todd, Proctor and Medlin, Terrio and Curry, Summers and Long, Brown and Cook, T-Wade and Thorpe, Smith and Payne, and Hall and Bray. The clean slate round of eight on Saturday was another nail biter with huge implications. Brown and Cook wowed the crowd with their 3.5 second run to win the eight man and advance to the four man round where the big money was up for grabs. Summers and Long made a big run in the eight man round with a badass heel shot by Jake, if I must add, in case you guys didn't see it. Clint and Jake needed to capitalize all weekend to get Summers into the finals with Jake, and they were 3.7 in the eight-man round to move them on to the four-man round. T-Wade and Thorpe roped just like they have this whole last half of the season, strong. They were four-flat to advance. Proctor and Medlin were also a four-flat, tying them with T-Wade and Thorpe and moving them on to the round of four. As for the rest of the pack, Hall and Bray were 4-9 and bumped out at the last minute, sort of, by Coleman and Logan. Marcus and Cole unfortunately broke the barrier and were flagged out for crossfire. Begay and Todd and Smith and Payne were both unable to stop the clock, but all of those teams took home $2,500 just for advancing to the round of eight. And finally, the four-man round. The round with all the money and the round that was going to either make or crush some guy's NFR dreams. Let's set the scene here a little bit. Luke Brown and Hunter Cook were 13th and 12th in the world going into the first round of Sioux Falls. Going into the four-man round, since they hadn't won any money yet, they had dropped to about 15th or 16th according to my calculations. That meant that they needed to pick up some sort of checks to hopefully end the year in the top 15. Spoiler alert, they did. T-Wade and Thorpe were of course safe for the NFR and Proctor and Medlin were also in there really well too. Summers and Long had a lot riding on this run though. Going into round one, Clint was number 19 in the world and about $8,735.30 behind 15th. They hadn't won a dime going into the round of four though, so Summers was still number 19 in the world and had to win second in the four-man round in order to qualify for the NFR. Jake was already safe inside the top 15, so it all really just boiled down to whether or not they would be roping together in Vegas. T-Wade and Wesley were the first team out and they started it with a bang with a 3.7. They ended up third with their 3.7, both taking home 12,000 a man. And what a way to end a phenomenal year for those two. 
Wade is going to enter the NFR number two in the world, and Thorpe officially took over the regular season standings and will enter the finals the number one healer in the world. Proctor and Medlin were next, and they let it all hang out. They were 3.4 seconds to win the Governor's Cup for $25,000 a man and punch their tickets to the finals. Also of note, which I think is pretty cool, this was their first ever 3.4 second run. Considering it was a shorter setup, kind of like the Thomas and Mac, we're all wondering if we may also see their second 3.4 this year, their first in the Thomas and Mac come December. Summers and Long were next, and they did exactly what they had to do. They finished second with a 3.6 to both take home $19,000. That run secured the finals for Summers, and of course Long, and it was almost like a storybook ending to the year. Unfortunately, Brown and Cook were unable to make it work in the arena, but they ended up fourth and took home $6,000 a man, locking in their spots to the finals. Now, outside of Sioux Falls, there was a header that still had a chance to make the NFR, but he had to make sure he was entered this last weekend at the remaining regular season rodeos, not including Sioux Falls, of course, and he needed to capitalize. And that was Jake Clay, and he did it. He achieved a major feat by not only making his first NFR, but also by making it without going to Sioux Falls. When the Governor's Cup started, Clay was number 11 with $97,497.97 on the head side. Since he didn't have a spot in Sioux Falls, though, the question all weekend was whether or not he could win enough at the other rodeos going on across the country to hold this spot, and he did. Jake Clay was able to win $2,630 in Pasadena, Texas to qualify him for his first NFR at number 13 in the world. So really, now that the rodeo season's over with, what's next? Obviously, we're all just impatiently waiting for Vegas, but also the 2024 pro rodeo season starts right up this weekend, so we're not without rodeos very long. The PRCA permit finals are this weekend in Waco, and next weekend, the Texas Circuit Finals will take place, as well as the Badlands and Prairie Circuit Finals. We'll be bringing you updates from all the Circuit Finals to come over the next few months, don't you worry. This weekend is also the first ever WCRA Rodeo Carolina. Rodeo Carolina will take place at the famous Trine International Equestrian Center and Resort, and it will be the richest rodeo east of the Mississippi to ever take place, paying out over $400,000. Rodeo Carolina also marks the finale of the 2023 Reliance Ranches VRQ Champion Bonus Program. The cash bonus will be awarded based on the total cumulative points earned across all 2023 segments and world points earned at Rodeo Carolina. It is also the final stop of the 2023 Triple Crown of Rodeo Series. The rodeo will kick off Thursday, October 5th with two full qualifying rounds for the timed events. There are 28 teams set to compete in the qualifying rounds, which you can go and check out at TRJ. From there, the round one winner, the round two winner, and the top four from the two-head aggregate will advance to the progressive rounds, which will take place Friday and Saturday. The top six teams from the Rodeo North Carolina leaderboard will also be competing in the progressive rounds. So in other words, 12 teams in the progressive rounds. Each event champion will win $15,000, and you can actually watch all the action this weekend at the Cowboy Channel and Cowgirl Channel and Ride Pass on Pluto TV. We'll be following up with an article today or tomorrow, probably, kind of telling you a little bit more about how it all works, too, so be on the lookout for that. And we will also be on the grounds in North Carolina, bringing you coverage and updates all weekend long from it. Thanks for listening today. I hope y'all enjoyed the 2023 Pro Rodeo season as much as I did.